welcome to Be Simply This Is She, and I want to thank you for being here today. We are in this beautiful transition in the Northern Hemisphere. We're just about to enter into spring, and the Southern Hemisphere, we're about to enter into fall. And now some of you might say, well, it's not fall solstice, it's not winter solstice. Yet, if you look around your uh, or f- it's not winter or spring solstice and those solstices were overlaid into a Gregorian calendar which is was brought in for banking and different uh, religious theological reasons and so while we go through the cycles of loving ourselves, there are cycles that the moon leads us through that mirror what nature's going so how we start to notice that spring has started to arrive is by what our plant system is doing. So in the spring environment here in the Northern Hemisphere, we're starting to see what flowers and we're starting to see buds on trees that lost their leaves. And then in the Southern Hemisphere, we are potentially seeing leaves starting to fall from the trees. And this will, you know, wax and wane a little bit based on, you know, where you are on the curve of the globe and uh, what your ecosystem is typically year-round. For instance, um, here in Southern California, so there aren't as extreme weather changes, yet we still have these seasons. I get the leaves falling around me from the trees, I get the bees coming in and creating honey and pollinating the flowers. So there's a lot of fun things that go on if you start to observe nature. Now you might say, how does this impact me or affect me? So when we look at Ayurvedic principles and Chinese medicine principles, which in my one-on-one practice, I merge the two for a variety of reasons because they both hold uh, certain wisdoms that uh, are really important, I feel, to acknowledge and blend with one another. So in uh, Chinese medicine, you know, they talk about all healing being psycho-spiritual And the the reason for this is there's the integration of the cycles of life, the cycle of lives, and then the imprints that are left on our physical body that give us indicators of where that deeper, deeper healing is if we're willing to look at it. So how this impacts all of you is that there's an opportunity going from season to season to really evaluate how you respond to where you are, the ecosystem that you're, you live in, and is it in balance? Are there some historical areas, let's say, that you uh, have a propensity for your lungs to be imbalanced, and that's an annual nourishment, an annual effort that you make to bring yourself back into harmony? Yet, simultaneously, you still want to nourish these other seasons within you so that you retain balance. And the same would be true in Ayurvedic principles is they're dealing with the elements and the human body in a a specific way that uh, works on, you know, part of your physical constitution, your mental constitution, your digestive constitution, and your overall well-being. And so I, like, like I said, like to marry the two, it's not that easy. So I don't encourage anyone to like start doing it unless they, they have the time and space to spend Oh, a while with both of them going back and forth and feeling into them and see how they overlap. And, you know, I touch on it briefly in these segments just to give you little glimpses, you know, where it's uh, appropriate to pull from one or the other to help you uh, nourish your well being. So, 
today, what I really want to shine a light on is the emotional subset. Last week, the last segment, if you go back, even if you didn't listen to it, we talked about leaning into the possibilities and that there's all this potential of within your power of choice and how you want to show up in a given moment. Now, the reason I want to follow up with this segment is that that is sometimes easier said than done. So, you know, I have a propensity and a love for humanity. I have a propensity and a dedication to my own inner work. And in the reality of it, I'm not perfect at all. And so I have emotional upheaval. I have things, inner work to do. And that is a process. And if I were to ever tell anyone that there was a magic pill, that you're just going to be able to sit in meditative repose for X amount of time and be free, uh, that would not be a truth. It takes practice. In addition, this beautiful thing happens as you cultivate an inner state of well-being is that there's a natural propensity to want to be of service to others and a level of compassion rises up. So there's twofold. We're going to look at the emotional subsets of what we came from in uh, fall season, or I'm sorry, in where are we? (laughs) In the winter season to spring and then uh, the summer season to fall. And so we can start to look at these two energies to really understand where we've been, where we're going, and what will be next. So no matter when you listen to this, this is good information because the other part of this is, is as I mentioned, you might historically have an area that is compromised because of karmic reasons in the physical body. And if you have questions about this, please feel free to email me at s at suzantoro.com because unpacking karma is that spirit, psycho-spiritual healing and it's not necessarily attaching to a story but it's opening yourself up so that you can let those deep deep embeds unwind so in the northern hemisphere we are coming out of winter time where we've been hopefully nourishing our kidneys and our bladder and this is a time where we might feel fear and that energy if we reconcile our fear then there's this beautiful opportunity to what to have courage to prepare ourselves to take risks and it's not by accident that we fly into that spring energy and that energy uh, there's a lot of forward motion the the emotional subset is anger it's wood and so if you feel into that wood energy it's really powerful because people are typically ready to fight or make love. It's a lot of energies that they shift into. And so that is really a balancing time. That's why fall and uh, winter are times to really be gentle with self because the emotions are kind of intense. So in the summertime, we get two emotional subsets. We get fire for the most time, joy, levity. But then there's this little sweet spot, which I wish it was longer, uh, that we have earth energy coming up. And that's where we tend to our worrying, anxiety. And then we go into fall, which is grief. So you have these polar emotions going on within our system and then within our world global system of anger and 
grief and melancholy. So simultaneously, we're welcome to clear our lungs, to clear our liver, so that we can be in harmony, which is really exciting. And you might say, wow, that's a lot. So let's break it down really simple for you. So if you're in the Northern Hemisphere, you are coming out of the season where you have the, have had the opportunity to maybe confront some fears, uh, really embrace. And if you didn't do it this year, you can do it next year or anytime that it comes up. But I have the opportunity to make peace, to find certainty and uh, trust within yourself that enables you to have courage and really focus on what you want to create then versus feeding into fear energy. And the things that you can come up when your fear is imbalanced is kidney and urinary conditions, which might be frequent urination, bladder infections, uh, kidney stones, those kind of things. So then you, now you're like, okay, well, that was a fun ride in the fear zone. And now I'm going to head into liver where this is a time where the liver and gallbladder are nourished. Great time for cleansing. And this is a time where we might feel angry and impatient because there's all this extra energy wanting to be pushed through that channel. And it's saying, hey, do something with me. So that's the beauty of anger is it really calls you to action to really take action towards something, not to necessarily stay in anger. And so this is the opportunity we have. Now, the principles that we can bring in to help us, one, uh, reflect back to maybe what we're afraid of, and then to also uh, nourish the anger energy is if you are fearful normally, year-round, then this might be an element that's weak for you that needs to be brought into balance and will take annual uh, perseverance and diligence to touch on the psycho-spiritual, the physical body, and the emotional body to really bring it in balance. But here, what will help you is if you keep your moral code of ethics intact, that if you live a life where you are honoring your moral codes, you're not going to get into those scary zones because you're going to know, hey, I really believe in living like this, this, and this. And then when you get out of bounds with yourself, this is where that fear will rise up because the fear is telling you, run, run, Will Rogers, you're in a danger zone. And so this is how the body and the mechanism works to give you a little indicator. So for those of you that are still in a fear-based reality, and many of us are, uh, you can really sit down and write down your moral code of ethics and say, okay, I'm finishing this season if I'm in the Northern Hemisphere, and I'm going to revisit it when it comes up. But maybe I should, this is a good time to evaluate what are my inner cord code of ethics, sorry, my inner code of ethics and keep it simple. And it doesn't need to be something that you want to ramble off from maybe your theological practices, your spiritual practices. You want to know this deeply like this, this, and this. Typically people are getting offended in their areas of uh, inner code of ethics because it's so important to them. They can see where it's not in alignment outside of them, but they don't necessarily see where it's not in alignment within them. So that would be the helpful hint for fear. Now, as we go into our liver channel, if this is an area where you have a compromised system, a little bit of weakness that you need to address annually, that's to be aware of that. And the liver gallbladder 
will, you know, rear its ugly head in many different ways. But what you can do to help yourself is practice patience. So if you are typically not a patient person, (laughs) or if you are in certain settings, but you're not when you get angry that you erupt, you know, that's a sign that that liver channel needs some love, that there's some unresolved things. And it's not the people around you that are making you mad. It's actually like, whoa, I don't have the stamina to withstand people poking at me or saying certain things. And that if I practice patience, now this doesn't mean you tolerate people walking over you or being mean to you or all those things, but you can respond to them with greater grace if you employ the principle of patience. But when we get all riled up, guess what happens? We lose our ability to know where we are. We lose our ability to think clearly and make rational decisions, rational and objective decisions and employ critical thinkings because we're in this emotive energy that's really dangerous to self and others. So for Northern Hemisphere, these are two things I'd love for you to practice right now is one, just evaluate your inner code of ethics and also evaluate where you could exercise more patience. Even if you don't have eruptions, patience practice is awesome. A level of patience for your fellow human species out there that are maybe a little bit more angry from time to time. See if you can practice that for them. If we give a little to one another, it's really a powerful, beautiful process to see how we can assist just by being that, not necessarily doing anything or telling them anything, but just by being that. Now, if you're in the Southern Hemisphere, or these are areas that historically are areas of weakness for you, you are coming out of the season of joy, worry, and anxiety. So euphoria, fun, joy, filled with the energy in the heart, and then worry and anxiety might have come in, you know, oh, I have to get back to work, I've been on vacation, Um, you're feeling anxious about things you have to do, or naturally you're anxious year-round. So for... Uh, joy to keep that uh, so it doesn't go out of control meaning we can grasp for too much joy if we're always seeking pleasure in life this is going to become a distractor from our well-being and we're going to be like wanting to fill ourselves up with the need for speed metaphorically meaning that we're wanting to take a lot of risks run around get filled up on the excitement of life and forget about the things that are really important to maintain harmony within all the elements and within ourself and then with the outside world. So the area that you can practice here is wisdom and concentration. And then if you tend to have worry, anxiety, and a lot of people suffer from this, I teach in clinics and I have a one-on-one practice and a lot of people spend a lot of time thinking in their mind and over contemplating things uh, that take away from their energy that they could be applying to someplace else and it's uncomfortable when this happens so if this is you out there and all of us feel anxiety and worry from time to time based on life circumstances that the beautiful remedy to this and is generosity giving that if you can get out of the way of yourself if you can be in service to others this is that opportunity for you to really counterbalance your anxiety. So rather than being wrapped up in your own inner turmoil, it might be like, ah, let's pause. Let me take a chance to be generous. Now we're coming off of those two emotional subsets and then we're going into our lungs, grief, 
And so grief is this really interesting thing. You can get through it and then you can have a wave of it because an electromagnetic embed in your body is storing up some grief from a past experience, a loss, uh, any kind of trauma, those kinds of things. And you're not weak for needing to cry and let it out. It's actually really important. Uh, one of the elders that I work with and support He'll even attest, sometimes you just have to go out to your field and cry. You need to let the energy out. Um, We are these porous, energetic, vibrating systems that it's not healthy to store any of these emotions in our body because they create, will end up creating disharmony. So the, the medicine here for the lungs is to stay in discipline. When you're in a disciplined practice and create vigor, forward motion effort in your life, that's going to keep the air and the oxygen running through your body. And guess what? That movement is a great way to dissipate grief. It's a great way to dissipate anger, anxiety. So you kind of be feeding all the systems. And while it's fun, especially certain people love to be like in the flow, but at the same time, it's really important to have a structure to our day because our system is relying on us to feed it, to nourish it, to stay in harmony. And there's a system to that, just like there's a system to the sun uh, giving us daylight during the day and rest time at night. Our body is craving that same thing. So you can still be free flow and flow from moment to moment, but it's really important to remember that with discipline, with vigor, with effort, that you'll have greater propensity to stay in harmony and you'll have greater freedom to do what you want because everything will be taken care of versus getting backed up. Now, this leads me to the topic of compassion. And look at that. We like went through all the elements inadvertently uh, because we got to touch on, well, everything, all four seasons, all at once, uh, is this aspect of compassion. So last week when we talked about the power of choice, you have the choice in every moment. And I see this a lot in the clinic and the work I do with others and even within myself is that if we don't react the way we wanted to in a given moment, there's a propensity sometimes to be hard on ourselves or feel disappointed in ourselves, or to be disappointed in others when they don't behave the way you wanted them to behave. Now, if inspired, this is a really valuable proposition is that you have the opportunity in every given moment to do the best you can to the power of choice and sometimes the orchestration of the universe the way it is it's not gonna go exactly the way you thought and more than not it's not gonna go exactly the way you want now if you realize this and realize that depending on the stage you are in the upheaval and that's what it'll feel like an upheaval because you're not showing up the way you thought you wanted to or the person's not showing up the way you wanted them to and then all of a sudden you're in this turmoil and you're in your head and you're feeling like ah what's going on and you start making rash decisions without calming down so the first step in this process it to circumvent uh, being shameful towards yourself or towards others which we've talked about in pre- previous episodes is to start to be in the practice with the inner self it's like ooh, that was a vulnerable experience I have some inner work to do and maybe it still feels raw. Maybe the experience is like, Ooh, that's tender. It feels like a scab was pulled off. That's beautiful because that means the energy is available for you to work through, to process and to let go, roll out that yarn, 
I call it the ball of yarn, the energetic ball of yarn. Roll it out, let it be free. Don't grasp onto it. Sometimes when we do this inner work, people get so attached to the stories, they don't realize that they're reamplifying the energetic embed by speaking too much about their past traumas or their realizations. Process for yourself, but then let it roll out. And also, when you observe things in other people, sometimes when we get in vulnerable positions where we get backed in, we might start uh, acting out towards them because we're scared or because we're defending ourselves. And in those moments, it's really powerful to try to hold yourself in a place of like, okay, I'm reactive, I'm defending myself, I'm fighting, and now I have the opportunity to what? Find a most certain calm. And depending on your emotional system and what your inner work is and what your inner healing and potential evolution is in this lifetime, we're all going to have different experiences. We're all going to have different quote unquote triggers. And we're always in this constant dance of wanting to like make things perfect, but they never are going to be perfect, but they're actually exactly how they are to be in every given moment. So if inspired, I would like just to quickly recap that you use this transitional time to do a couple things, to recapitulate where you've been, how the past season has gone, and how you have nourished yourself or not. And then look back to last year at this time and try to recapitulate what happened for you in the upcoming season. So spring or fall, what, what was going on? Can I recapitulate some of that? Because we're moving through space in a spiral motion. And some of these lessons that you learn are going to continue to build upon in this upcoming season. And so you can show up and when we're in karmic loops, sometimes they don't run around till the annual solar cycle is that you might have the propensity to have something repeat and you have ability to do it better, especially in relationships. Maybe that something tumultuous happened in a relationship. You come around the next year. So there's deeper healing available at that time, more reconciliation, releasing. So you guys can transform together. Super powerful stuff. If you take the time to evaluate. So recapitulate the past season, recapitulate the last year's season, how it's going to look for you going into it. And then if inspired, based on what I shared with you, uh, as you're going into the uh, spring to fall months that you have the opportunity to really evaluate uh, how do I want to address for those in Northern Hemisphere, uh, how do I want to address anger? How do I want to meet people that are angry? How do I want to meet myself when I'm angry, frustrated? And am I willing to practice patience with myself and others? And if the answer is yes, then go for it. Make it that your simple practice. And imagine if we're all in the Northern Hemisphere practicing patience, uh, that's pretty powerful because then guess what's happening? We're opening our ears, we're listening, we're really trying to feel into where we can be of service. And then for those of you in the Southern Hemisphere that might be feeling grief or historically have breathing conditions like asthma, all those things, it's time to nourish yourself. And it's also a time to do that deep psycho-spiritual work so that you can liberate yourself from some of those uh 
energies. And interesting, liver and lungs are my two areas that have been an area of he deep healing in this lifetime. I'm still working through layers, but major transformations in those two areas. And I'm going to do some deep cleaning on the liver this spring. I'm super excited about it. So apply some discipline this fall. Get yourself really set up to um, nourish yourself in a way that gives yourself forward motion of effort keep that system moving and if you have grief just let it out it's okay to have grief cry it out and then move on it's okay to have a cry and then be okay it doesn't mean that you're uh have any kind of mental imbalance it means that i needed to cry and i let it out if you excessively cry then yeah we need to bring your mental in a mode of self into balance but imagine if you have a little grief you cry move on or process the grief how you like to process it and move on that's going to keep you in more uh, consistent harmony than having extreme like three days of crying or crying at all these different things that are unnecessary it's okay just notice where you need to do a little bit of that inner work so that gives you a little overview of what's possible at this transition both time from summer and fall are great times to do cleanses if you're interested in doing a cleanse i do custom cleanses that are based on chinese medicine and ayurvedic principles they are available to anyone anywhere in the u.s uh, we handle them different ways but everything's customized specifically to you because one size does not fit all we look at where your imbalances are and where we can bring you into harmony and these cleanses will clear your physical body mental emotional and spiritual body so as we close out what i'd love for you to do is just take a few moments to reflect on everything we shared maybe go back and write some things down if you need to and take that pause recapitulate where you've been where you're going and see how you want to show up in the next and also if you can have compassion for others and their plight to uh, be a simple human here on planet earth that would be so amazing a, a way to be of service to others so until next time this is she signing out with a full heart a soft gaze a deep bow and a namaste be simply
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.